Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. There's an intruder in the English town of Northampton that for years has been trying to break into homes there, but with little success. It's gone on for so long that residents have grown to understand that as much as the intruder tries, he's never going to get in. So now it's just all the noise that makes life a nuisance. It seems as though the intruder spends much of the day going from house to house in the town in the East Midlands, knocking on the doors. And if the door is equipped with one of those mail slots, he'll lift the lid up and peek inside. And when the intruder realizes he can't get in that way, he's been known to spend hours whacking it, trying to pull the little door off its hinges. And what are police going to do anyway? Arrest the black-faced swan? You know, it's only a matter of time before the darn swan becomes the squirrel that used to live at Weed's house. Oh, I hope not, Cliff. <laughs> I am so glad that sucker left. I, I am so he, glad. I think he went to my house. <laughs> well, you can have him and keep I, him there. No, no one's, there have been no squirrel that's caused damage to my property, but there's one in the front yard who, every time I step out there, barks at me like I'm intruding on his territory. So it's only a matter of time. Oh, I hate those suckers. Yeah. When they eat through your door, Cliff, I'm telling uh, you that. Well, they, eat through, they eat through your door. Well, yeah. <laughs> Makes you uh, realize just, you know, how unsecure you are from actual wildlife in this area, Cliff. <laughs> if... When a squirrel can eat through your front door. <laughs> yeah. Before we get too far along this morning, we have a reminder for all of our wonderful 11 listeners. Okay. The Morning Road Show is the sole property of this radio station. <laughs> and anyone, and I mean anyone, caught yeah. using this program for financial gain of any kind yeah. will be forced to explain to Cliff and I how the heck you did that because we haven't figured out how to do it yet. That's how You're desperate right. I am, Cliff. If you can figure out how to make money off of this. Yeah, let us know. Please. <laughs> 812-682-0520 is our text line. Please let us know now. Well, Cliff, the first one came in by text message. It says, really? for quite simply, already do good radio. <laughs> there has to be something here, Cliff, besides that. We can some way. Well, you see, that sounds, there used to be a commercial where it was like a consulting firm. They had all of these um, ideas to present to this CEO of this company. We want to do this. We want to do that. And he says, that's a great idea. Let's do it. And the response, well, we don't actually do it. We just suggest that you do it. Yeah, you got to tell us how to do good radio. That, don't that, just say do good radio. That's stupid. You know, <laughs> that's a great idea, Cliff. Tell us how to do good radio. Tell us what to do. We, there was a time when invading a country and plundering their valuables was considered patriotic. It brought national pride, and that may be why, for instance, so much of the ancient Egyptian culture, culture is now in museums in other parts of the world. As explorers from Europe traveled the seas, they claimed new worlds as properties of their homelands, much to the dismay of those who had advanced civilizations and had lived on the quote-unquote newly discovered lands for perhaps thousands of years. All that public plundering led, as you might expect, to private plundering as well, and the trade in antiquities has long been a gray market area with legal communities frowning on it but looking the other way. Until, that is, 
when a United Nations agency encouraged member countries to pass laws restricting the collection of and dealing in ancient artifacts from another country. Many countries did follow suit with their own laws. Such a law passed in the U.S. in 2016 and the following year in England. In that country, the law has bigger teeth, you might say, allowing for search and seizure by police if they suspect artifacts have been illegally collected, except for one place. Turns out the fine print in the law in England exempts the Queen and prohibits any search of her properties. A spokesperson for the Queen says it's preposterous to suggest that there's any looted or stolen artifacts at her castles. But then again, we'll never really know now, will we? <laughs> I was thinking that same thing, Cliff. It's not like she's going to invite you in and say, take a that's, look around. That's exactly right. Well, Cliff, yesterday I'm watching TV yeah. in the afternoon, just flipping through the dials. <laughs> yeah. And a scientist was on there, supposedly a scientist. Okay. And he says that they have now developed, and I say that word loosely, developed, a special device that you and I and everyone else can attach to a plant, and that allows us to communicate with that plant. Really? Yes. So basically, you know, it's been long said that you should talk to your plants, that it makes them healthier. Now the plants can talk back. It looks like a gun. Okay. With a dog cone on it. You know, like on a dog, you know, it's not supposed to lick itself because it's been injured or something. Like a, a cone of shame. A cone say. of shame. Yeah. <laughs> on a taser looking device with yeah. headphones attached to it. It's kind of freaky looking. <laughs> I'm thinking the first message received from the plants to us will be Yeah. You are a fool. <laughs> to think this is going to work. I'm not really sure that the way to a woman's heart is anonymous processed meat, but <laughs> you don't know until you try, Cliff. Is that not true? Well, I mean, a uh, scientific method would indicate you would have to eliminate that from consideration. Yes. So maybe anonymous processed meat is the actual way to a woman's heart. Uh, say that, Cliff, because in England there was a 25-year-old lady who woke up to a surprise on Saturday morning from her secret admirer. Okay. A note that said, isn't this cute? I will always love you. And two cooked hot dogs sitting right there beside the note. <laughs> no buns, no nothing else. No buns. No buns, just two hot dogs already cooked laying by the note. She says she has no idea who it's from. Yeah. Her boyfriend says he doesn't really feel threatened. You should feel threatened when they're throwing the hot dogs down. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that not true? I'm telling you, Cliff. No. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know if, if, if he should feel threatened or not, just because, you know, some dude drops a sausage at her front door. And a note that says, I will always love you. <laughs> Cliff? What? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well... We would be scared. Well, we've been thinking, Cliff, on what we could get yeah. each other for yeah. our first year anniversary on April the second. Yeah. One year we've been apart from True. the studio, and you've been either at your house mm -hmm. in the sweatpants lounge, or now in your new location, the Overlook Lounge. Yes. Maybe we could exchange, and it's on a Friday. I looked it up. Okay. Hot dogs. We could exchange hot dogs for our one-year anniversary. 
you know, just to make sure that everybody's social distance, I'll drive by the road right in front of your studio in downtown yeah. Princeton after yeah. one, and I'll flip a hot dog out at you right. in your studio. And if you come if you come back around the block, then I could throw the wiener at you too. Yes, right out the second story. What do you say, Cliff? Is that not a good anniversary? I don't. I, that's probably not. No. Oh. We did might be fascinating to look at, but the gently erupting volcano in the country of Iceland apparently wants you to know that it's as dangerous as any other mass of lava. It had been more than 800 years since the last eruption of the volcano on the Reykjanes Peninsula, not far from Iceland's capital of Reykjavik. But a week ago today, it's flared to life with slowly flowing molten rock gently sliding down the volcano's hillsides. Law enforcement has a couple of times forced onlookers away because the darn thing was also emitting toxic gases. But at other times, interested people have been allowed, well, both locals and tourists up close. They wanted to look to get right up to the lava flows, and it's a once-in-a-lifetime observation. And since we're all humans here, even residents of Iceland, other things have happened. As a scientist recording the eruption tossed some sausages on the lava and made lunch. And yesterday, another visitor to the volcano tried to cook bacon and eggs, but the lava was too hot and it melted his skillet. <laughs> I'll have to say this, Cliff. Yeah. If there was a volcano anywhere nearer, like 30 miles from here, yeah. I wouldn't go see it. You wouldn't? No. If it was erupting like this one, which basically you can walk right up to it, I would totally go. But at any moment, can it, like, go kaboom? Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, okay. I don't yeah. want to be on top of the mountain or the volcano when it goes kaboom. <laughs> and how you could use the word gently and erupting in the same sentence right beside <laughs> each other, I don't know how that works either. I guess I guess that kind of proves that I'm really a wordsmith now, aren't I? Yes, you are. <laughs> Gently <laughs> erupting. This morning, Cliff, I was thinking about the military. And oh, you were? Huh? I was thinking about it, and then I okay. never had the desire to do it for many, many reasons. You know, and if you if you joined the service, and uh, yeah. congratulations, and thank you for your uh, service. Yeah. For me, I knew it was not the thing for me for many reasons. One mm. of the things that was the, um, well... The exercise routine you have to go through. <laughs> I hated I mean, PE yeah. class. There's a physical fitness regimen that you must follow. And if so, you yeah. hated PE in high school, and it really wasn't yeah. too much in our high school anyway, Cliff. Basically, it was kickball and dodgeball is about all we did. <laughs> well, there are many opportunities for you to be injured in dodgeball. Exactly. As has been documented on this program. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, Cliff. If the military, yeah. instead of having push-ups, yeah. would have offered me lay-downs, I might have joined up for that one. <laughs> you know, if you do something wrong and they yeah. would holler at me, weed, get on the floor and give me 20 lay-downs right now, I can do instead that. Instead of push-ups. Yeah. Yes, I can do the lay-down, Cliff. The push-ups <laughs> are a little tougher. That was kind of surprising to me. I, I am a bit surprised that... He didn't make it all the way through. I am too. Well, the uh, yeah. wonderful listeners have spoken, and so Tom is yeah. Tom is dead. Mm-hmm. So Tom we're going to go on to something else next week. <laughs> yeah, what are we going to do next week? Well, you mentioned Rosanna. Yes. 
by, I believe it's Toto, is that right? Yes, that's correct. That was the first song you ever played on an actual radio station. An actual radio station, yes. And I thought maybe we could have a contest, Cliff. Okay. If our wonderful listeners would love to participate, and I'd love for you to. Mm-hmm. Let's put Rosanna yeah. up against a meatloaf song. <laughs> okay. And we'll pick the song, I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that, which is <laughs> like six minutes long. Oh, my goodness. So give us a text at 812-682-0520 if okay. you want Toto or if you want meatloaf next Friday. <laughs> and when we get three... Whichever one gets three votes first, Cliff, that's what we'll do next Friday, okay? Okay, sure. And hopefully we'll let you know at 9 o'clock this morning. That sounds kind of nasty, Toto and Meatloaf. It's like a (laughs) combination. Sorry about that. Evidently, our wonderful 11 listeners this morning have a taste of Meatloaf in their mouth because (laughs) that's what they've decided to play next Friday for the Only You Can Stop It song. Um... I'm a little bit shocked at that, Cliff. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost feeling attacked because it almost seems like it was such a violent outburst of meatloaf that um, it almost like they were voting against the first song I ever played on the radio. A violent outburst of meatloaf, is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, I did say that, actually. It's better than saying Tom is dead. Well, yeah, that didn't. <laughs> Once that went out there, Cliff, there's not much you can do to to bring that back. And I think you may have started something this morning, Cliff. What's that? You said a violent outburst of meatloaf a few minutes ago. (laughs) I did, yeah. And that, I think, is why we got this response right here. Okay. Go ahead and get this started. I say kill the meatloaf. We're already killing the meatloaf. (laughs) And we're... Almost an entire week away from even playing yeah. meatloaf. So see what you've started, Cliff? While the uh, Parmalee folks were singing there, Cliff, I uh, wandered into the break room here at Country 98.1. It's in the back okay. of the building, as you well know. Yes. And I looked in the trash can. Oh, okay. And in the trash can, there is one of those, oh, you know, pie-in-a-box things. You know, little bitty... Like a hostess apple pie kind of thing? Exactly right, only it was a different brand. And I thought, how odd this is, because it's a peach pie that's laying in there. And Mm. on the box, in giant letters, you couldn't miss it. It says, new, improved peach taste. What have you been feeding me (laughs) that you have to announce it's an improved peach taste? It's either peach or it's not. Is that true? Why didn't it taste like peaches before? Yes, you would sell more if you did it that way. It's time now for Take It to the Bank as we try to mash together the WWE and the presidency of the United States. Okay. (laughs) Cross your fingers. All right. There's a pro wrestling move to this very day called the Choke Slam. Okay. Now, if you're not familiar with what that is, that's where a wrestler lifts his opponent up by his throat and slams him on the ground. Oh, okay. And the choke slam was invented during an amateur wrestling match by Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> the choke slam has been around since the 1800s, Cliff. Who would I have thought? That. Who would have thought? I thought all that stuff was fairly new, like the, you know, 
half Nelson, full Nelson, and all that kind of Nelson stuff. Well, I mean, as we have discussed in prior years, Abraham Lincoln was, in fact, quite the accomplished wrestler in his younger days. I think he was a better wrestler than he was an attorney. (laughs) I think that's true, Cliff. I think he was. Cliff, was there anything said today? Phrases of the day start with number three. The way to a woman's heart is through anonymous processed meat. (laughs) And you can take that to the bank. Yeah, right. And that check is rubber. (laughs) It's going to bounce sky high. Number two, I don't want to be on top. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, a violent outburst of meatloaf. Oh, that was a good one there. Yeah. (laughs) If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.